Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. We continue learning the monumental book of Hodot Halevavot, Duties of the Heart by Rabbi Ba'ia Ibn Pakuda. And we're finishing the chapter, the gate of Bitahon, of trusting God. And last week we were talking about the difference between someone who engages in money-making activities and has Bitahon, and someone who fo fo follows precisely the same path, but does not have certainty in God. So we talked about the two, the first two differences. Uh, today we're gonna do uh, the third and the fourth and it's seven of them. So the third difference between the two is demonstrated in how they view the means to gaining their, their livelihood. If you trust Hashem, you do not rely on those, on those means. Like if you trust in God for your parnasa, that you know that he's the one that feeds you and it's not your job the one that feeds you, then you know that Hashem has ways to bring you your parnasa. If it's not this way, it's gonna be a different way. I remember a few years ago, my husband and I, we received a check in the mail from the uh, IRS. They were sending us uh, an amount of money, crazy amount of money of uh, taxes that we had overpaid two years before. We didn't even realize we paid more than what we needed to pay. And we received this check with, with this handsome amount of money that we needed exactly at that moment for something. And we were wondering how we were gonna pay for such a thing. And it came in the right time, at the right moment, in the perfect timing, like Hashem knew two years before he was gonna make us overpay so he could put it away for us. So in the moment that we needed it, he would bring it back, back to us. So this is the way in which a person with bitahon, with trust in God, should view his life. Yes, it doesn't mean you should not work, that you should just sit in the beach and drink piña coladas all day and wait for the money to fall on top of you. No, this is not what Hashem wants you from you. He wants you to work. He wants you to wake up in the morning and have a job and go and work and make your money and, and do what you have to do through a natural means so the braha can come down because it's through the natural world that Hashem can bring the miracle. It's not, we don't live in a world where things materialize just like that. We have to put our effort. So that, what it says that the reason that you engage in them at all, as we have previously explained, is only as a means to fulfill Hashem's requirements to engage in worldly affairs in order to secure your livelihood. So yeah, we need to have a job, we need to work, we, we need to have a keili, we need to have a vessel where, where the livelihood will come. But in reality, the amount of money that will come is decreed by Hashem. It's even more, it's decreed in Rosh Hashanah. So you can work extra amounts of hours during the year, but at the end of the day, what it's gonna come, it's already been decreed. So, it says that rather your re re reliance on Hashem will grow instead, you will depend more on Him alone. On the other hand, if, you, if your means of livelihood does not produce the income you hope for, you will trust that Hashem will produce it when He sees fit and through some other means. Again, as we have mentioned, you do not kick down the sukkah and, re and reject your trade. So it says in the Talmud in Abodat Sarah, that uh, it says that in the future the, the non-Jewish nations will beg, uh, will beg to be given a chance to prove themselves 
as, uh, as faithful to God as the Jewish people are and Hashem is, is going to say okay let's give them an easy mitzvah and what is the easy mitzvah? the easy mitzvah is the sukkah it's the sukkah, they see that the Jewish people sit in a sukkah for 8 days they have meals there, they eat there, they sleep there, they love it it's an easy mitzvah. So Hashem says, okay, let's give them an easy mitzvah. But what happens is when Sukkot comes and they're in this sukkah and suddenly it gets very hot and they're sweating or it's freezing because they live in, in, in the northern part of the world and it's snowing or it's raining and you're inside and you're uncomfortable with all the things that happen that are not in our hands, that are in Hashem's hands they're gonna kick the sukkah and they're gonna bring it down to the ground because such discomfort uh, of course frees any one of the obligation of the sukkah like the Jew if it's raining a Jew is not obliged to eat in the sukkah they'll, they'll go out and do the braha of, of the wine and the, and, the, and the challah and they'll come inside and eat unless you're a habad a habadnik even if it's raining you'll eat in the sukkah but the, according to the Torah, your, your obligation is not to sit there when it's uncomfortable and the non-Jews will do what the Jews would do and exit the sukkah. But instead of living in sadness that their opportunity to fulfill a mitzvah like a Jew, if he can't eat in the sukkah, he's, he's disheartened, he's so sad, it's, so, it's such a horrible feeling. Like you've been working so hard to build this sukkah, you're so so overjoyed to fulfill this mitzvah you can't wait to do it and then you're, you, Hashem for a certain reason doesn't allow you to be in there it, the Jew is disheartened he's not happy that he's not in, eating in the supa, sukkah the difference between the true person of faith and someone only going through the motions is demonstrated in his willingness to accept Hashem's will even if he, if he would prefer a um, that it offered him a more comfortable situation. So the Jew would prefer to sit in the sukkah, even if it's not comfortable, but to fulfill the mitzvah than to not be in the sukkah. So conversely, someone who does not trust God seeks a career or livelihood believing it will bring benefit and security. He's gonna go to college and he's gonna say, okay, let me take a course, let me take a career that's gonna give me a lot of money. I need to earn a living and I need to find a job that is going to be a very, um, very giving and if, if it does he credits it to his career so if he becomes rich he's gonna say you know what I'm so intelligent it's because I went to Harvard law school or I went to Harvard business school and I had all these extra credits and I'm so bright and the college I went to and he's gonna credit his success to his head and to the, the college or, or the career he took if his fortunes change on the other hand he changes his career too. He'll say, you know what, this is not working for me. I'm going to change careers instead of being a business guy. I'm going to become um, a realtor guy or whatever. And he believes will deliver uh, a success instead. So it says that the fourth difference is seeing when success brings wealth. Someone who has certainty in God will donate any excess money with a generous heart uh, to project that that brings Hashem's pleasure. As it says, everything comes from you and from you, your hand I give to you. Um, so a person that has certainty, he knows that whatever he earns comes from God and Hashem says, if you earn so much, you have to give so much 
to tzedakah. It's not a, he does it because this is Hashem's will. This is what Hashem is expecting of him. This is what he has to do. It's not a, 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 a complicated thing to do. Someone who does not believe in Hashem, on the other hand, feels that nothing in the entire world is sufficient for his income and needs. Nothing is enough. You know, it's like the story of Esau and, and, and Yaakov when they met. Yaakov brought all these gifts for his brother to give to him. He had all these amounts of gifts. And, and Esau said, no, my brother, don't give them to me. I have enough. This is what he said. And when he came with the gifts for Yaakov, Yaakov said, no, my brother, thank you. I have everything. So the person that is a Balbitajon, who is a person that has certainty in God, he feels that whatever he has, he has everything. He doesn't need more. It's, it's, the other one is, I have enough. But the person that knows that what he has is what is exactly what he's meant to have, for him, he has everything. So he, he holds on to his money, this person with no bitajon, keeping it from being used for his obligations towards God or towards other people. Eventually, he's likely to lose all his wealth and become a destitute, as Shlomo Hamelech said, some spread their fortune and are given more, others withhold what should rightly be spread and end in loss. So we learn from here that in reality, Hashem gives, it's an energy, the money is an energy. I was just talking about it in the class of Pirkei Avot that we're talking about the different types of donors. And money is an energy, it's, it has a life of its own and we have to learn to take and give, take and give, that's the lesson of money, you take, you give, and it has to be round, it has to flow, it cannot be stuck, so a person with certainty knows this and he knows that this is the way it should be. So I leave you here, I give you a, uh, a beautiful, a blessing for a beautiful week of a lot of success and um, Remember, live a little higher. Thank you.